Will you please welcome to the stage our guest moderator, TV and review editor of Heat magazine, and regular broadcaster on television and radio, Boyd Hilton. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming, everyone. What a brilliant uh, crowd for this incredibly exciting event. Um, before I bring on the stars of the show, uh, I thought we'd have a quick introduction to the whole world of the show Life's Too Short and Ricky Gervais and Warwick Davis. Let's have a look. <laughs> Hello. Um, Ricky Gervais with me, Warwick Davis. Yeah, can I just say, this has nothing to do with me, the fact that I'm dressed like this. It's because what he wanted. <laughs> I like dressing him up. It's, um, let me explain. We've just been working together on Life's Too Short, and I, I, I can't get enough of this guy. Um, I've sort of combined my two favourite things in fiction, really. Um, I love Robin from The Muppets and the dwarf Warwick Davis. Oh, so, I see what you've done now. <laughs> so, so, so I just like, I wanted to combine the two, didn't I? You fused us, basically. <laughs> I got my own little frog. Oh, God. I'm just glad you didn't bring the puppeteer along. <laughs> so um, I invited Warwick round to my house, right? And he thought we were going to have a drink or something, or dinner, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was dinner. <laughs> I've eaten. <laughs> I've eaten this. And he's like a little frog that's coming from the garden. Oh, oh, he's heavier than you think as well, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so what was it like filming on Life's Too Short? Oh, um, every day was an adventure, to be honest. <laughs> Look at him! He's dressed as a fucking frog! Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my best day ever! We so, cut out a little ears, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we did, yeah. 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 Little frog. Mm. Well, could you hop? Could you hop up I the stairs? I don't think I can hop. I have honestly don't Well, you can have a go. Now we've got the... Uh, see if you can hop up the stairs. <laughs> oh, oh, life's too short, coming soon. Oh, God. Could you stick to a wall? <laughs> Amazing, amazing, I think, you'll, I think you'll agree. But here they are in person, Warwick Davis and Ricky Gervais. Hi. Hi. Hi, boy. Wow. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello, everyone. Great to see you. This is, this this is nice, good. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very nice. Um, how did you get hold of that frog costume? Did you like order someone, yeah. like a minion, to get me a frog That's costume? That's when you're a director, anything yeah. you say, it happens. Yeah. Once on um, Extras, I was walking through the set when uh, uh, he did the, the thing with Daniel Radcliffe, and I said, oh, it'd be good to if you sat on a toadstool. It was there the next day, a reinforced toadstool, yeah. Yeah. so you've got to be careful what you say. Yeah. So yeah. it will be done. And then yeah. I said, oh, we've got the costume now. Yeah, amazing. So, um, it was free, wasn't it? So I thought we'd begin. We're discussing Life's Too Short. Oh, yeah, your sorry. New, yes, of course we are. Your new, this project. Ricky, how, how, what was the gestation of it? Because it feels like the third in a trilogy after The Office and Extras to it me. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like a, I suppose it's like, a, crudely speaking, a cross between The Office and Extras. You know, it's a yeah. fake documentary. We return to that format. But it's got a backdrop of um, media. 
Um, but if the office sort of reflected those quaint docu soaps of the 90s where people, sort of um, normal people, became famous for 15 minutes, um, this is much more up to date. This is more like the ones you see today with D-list celebrities living their life like an open wound to just yeah. do anything to get on telly. And Warwick, the fake Warwick, is nothing like that in real life. Um, uh, 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 no. <laughs> Unless there's free shit going. Then yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, and um, Warwick, w w um, I'd met Warwick on the set of Extras. I didn't know him before. I knew of him, obviously. And I think the first time I called you up saying, how would you like to be kicked in the yeah, face? Yeah, you did. I remember the day. I was in, uh, at home, yeah. just in the kitchen, answered the phone. At least last person I expected to be calling me, and the, the voice said, oh, this is Ricky Gervais. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was some friend of mine doing an impression, and then he started laughing, and, and there's only one person that laughs like that. Uh, and uh, and at the immediately I was like, well, it is him. And, and then he pitched this, this idea of you know, an episode of this new series they were doing extras, and the fact that he would be kicking me in the face. And I think I said it, was an, it would be an honour to be kicked in the face by you. Did all your own stunts as well. And it was. I they did do saying, that. They were saying, do you want a crash mat? Do you need some? Yeah. He went, no. Nah. I did nah. that and he went flying. But it's then great. little did I know <laughs> that you'd want to do it 20 times because you'd yeah. want to try a different line after kicking me in the face every time. And yeah. I, I was enjoying it. I couldn't move the next day. It was fun. Agony. Yeah. He does all his own stunts, actually. Really? I, want, I want to bring out a Warwick doll. <laughs> uh, indestructible. Yeah. You can dress it up, throw it. <laughs> Honestly, he's amazing. Yeah. And the, this is so liberating. Um, this show because I mean the office is we'd never have anything th th like this in the office you know it was, yeah. it was all about nuance and subtlety yeah, yeah, yeah. and we couldn't go realism, large or, yeah. realism yeah. yeah I mean here is th th physical comedy it's, it's gone back to the days of the silent movies I mean yeah. it's like Chaplin or something his physical comedy is brilliant yeah. I mean he's just he relinquishes himself I've yeah. never had so much fun directing anyone yeah. uh, I, I yeah. don't know A-listers uh, uh, Hollywood doesn't matter yeah. he it's like you're downloading thoughts. He gets it, and he and um, he always brings something to the table. He's just funny, mm. which is important because the character's so unlikable, yeah. but he makes the character likable. Yeah, it, he's got a, such a depth of humanity about him. But at what point after? So you did that on extras. At what point did you then realise that you should do a whole series and that you should base the whole series on the kind of the real Warwick, but create you know inspiration from his life? At what point did you decide with Steve this is going to be our next big project? When we ran out of ideas and couldn't <laughs> be bothered. Okay. Really? Yeah. No. Um, no. Um, Warwick. I think Warwick was. Um, I think Warwick asked me for a quote for his autobiography. Yeah. I think wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And, and then, then and then we just got talking about stuff that we wanted to do and. I but just kind of came out of just, just know, about my life. And exactly, yeah. But I mean, I must stress, this isn't, this isn't 30 minutes an episode of short jokes. Yeah. This isn't a real Warwick Davis. This is a character, yeah. As, yeah. as much a character as David Brent or Basil Fawlty or Captain Mannering. Okay, mm. this is not. Um, and we've created this, this, um, this villain, really. Um, uh, he's exploitative. He runs a, an agency, which he does in real life, but very differently this one's called Draws for Hire and he just exploits other little people he, he hires them out as human bowling balls and fires them for cannons and he tries to get all the good jobs for himself nice. you know yeah. Yeah. Um, he's going through a messy divorce which is his fault he, he you know um, he wants her back but not because he loves her because he doesn't want to lose and he thinks it looks bad for his career mm. he's got the worst accountant in the world um, so he's got a £250,000 tax bill, which is why he's doing this documentary. Right. He's, he's, right. A, he's a star on Fallen Times, the, the, the work's dried up, and he's living his life like an open wound. Mm. And of course, 
Um, but then it, what's what's beautiful, we 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 use my backstory of, of my career, so yeah. that the, there's already yeah the references if you to the know real of films me, you've been in, yeah, yeah you already have that. Yeah. But, but the the kind of personal side of my my character is is different. And as Ricky said, you know, I did approach this as as I would any other character. Yeah, no, I mean, it's was very far removed from from me. Was it odd here. to think? I think you, know, you were a little bit worried at first, weren't you? You were worried about some of the things, and I, and and I said, well, no. The worse it is, the more they know it's a character. Because I oh, think that's, that's human nature that an actor thinks I don't mm. want them to think I'm really like this. Uh, re you know, no. that, that, that's that's what. So what you do is, and I've had a taste of my own medicine recently for the first time when I did an episode of Curb Enthusiasm. But the crazier yeah. and more awful you are, mm. yeah. the more you're going. I'm not really like that. Yeah. And I've wondered why these people um, make fools of themselves in, in extras. It's because it's almost like they're saying, then I can't be like that if I've got a sense of yeah. humour about myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Know. Yeah. And they're not. They're not like that, yeah. obviously. Uh, was it weird to realise that you're in the middle of one... You know, obviously, once the whole kind of deal was agreed and the scripts are being written, that there's a whole... That Ricky and Steve's new big project is all about you. I, it's unbelievable. I, I find myself... I mean, even sitting here today, you know, I can't believe I'm sitting in an Apple store talking about a comedy series. Do you like Apple stuff? The BBC. Yeah. I love Apple stuff. You, yeah. 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 Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird to get your head around. I've always wanted to do comedy my whole career. Yeah. I've had a lovely career of doing, you know, some big sci-fi fantasy movies and, and, uh, and, and working with great people. But there's always a desire for me to do comedy and, and do something where I didn't have to sit through four hours of prosthetic makeup to go on a yeah. set. Yeah. Well, that's one of the big uh, gags in it as well. Yeah. But no one knows who he is. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's, yeah. You never see his face no. in any of his films. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. has to, you know... Yeah. I, was an e I was an Ewok. Yeah, what yeah, is that little yeah. bear? It's not a little bear, yeah. you know. So um, yeah. they well, shall we <laughs> shall we have a look at a clip, which is this is kind of like sets up the whole thing very well, I think. Okay. From, it's almost like the pre-credit sequence, is it, where you see everyone who's going to be in the show and the type of thing that happens. Let's have a look at this. Right. Hello, Dwarfs Ohio. My name is Warwick Davis. I'm an actor. It's just really hard to act opposite this, given the way it looks. I've got a massive tax bill. How am I supposed to make that much money? Soon to be divorced. Are supposed to have moved out or separated? No, not really. And a lot of showbiz friends. We're in LA Thursday, if you want to do dinner. Oh yeah, that sounds great. What are you up to tonight, gigging? Not really, we just thought we'd go on, haven't we? Yeah. Now, leave me, everyone. <laughs> wow. He hopped on the chair. You don't know whistle while you work? I've never heard it before. I'm thinking of doing some comedy. Oh, right, like a, a comedy movie? No, on stage. Stand-up comedy, live comedy of some kind. Wow. I'm funny, right? Yeah. So, do you want these or not? Be grateful the phone's ringing, because it might be Sting. I'd love to be Sting. I don't think it's appropriate to go around scrounging money. So we, we saw there were I mean, we saw there all the incredible people that are in it. We'll talk about it in a minute. But first of all, you, you and Steve are in it playing yourselves. So how do you fit in to um, this whole? Well, world? we're there. Um, well, we're there because it's fun to act. But um, we're there really as a conduit to, to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, uh, we thought it, it, it's nice that we set up. We remind people that he was in extras, and so that's how he knows us. Um, and um, we've set ourselves up as sort of moguls in charge of stuff mm. okay so the joke is that everyone bothers us everyone we ever work with comes around saying you do any more extras you do any more office so it's, yeah. it's cameos from people in extras in the office coming back and the joke is they're really like that yeah um and uh and that's where paths cross really so that's why you can bump into 
Liam Neeson and, mm. and, and Johnny Depp and, and those, those people. And the version because the joke is in our world they come and hang out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hollywood, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, the versions of you and Steve are kind of like are they roughly realistic versions of you? Well, and Steve? Uh, we're sort of no, we're sort of reluctant um, charity workers. Okay. Really, we, we sort we're sort of like quite straight, and we play on our own things. There's jokes yeah. there about me only ever doing one accent and me yeah. you know and Steve being mean so we sort of play on the perceptions yeah. but no we're, we're quite straight really aren't we we're sort of yeah. normal we're reluctant it's like we keep looking we don't want to be in this awful documentary that he's and he's trying to get us to come to part isn't that um, but we're really an excuse yeah. really yeah. A, a, as a conduit yeah. and, it, and you know I, I think that people got the wrong end of the stick with extras that it was you know a bunch of my showbiz chums it wasn't really again they, mm. it wasn't like a comic relief sketch mm. where we just point them and it was enough you know they were still characters they yeah. were still mm. that's still part of their oeuvre that mm. was still part of their job that day yeah. you know yeah. um, um, but it, I suppose it is scratching an itch I do miss extras and, and yeah at one point like. I remember you saying you, you, you kind of quite keen on doing another series but I miss extras more than The Office yeah. we, you could never return to The Office yeah. it was finite and, and you shouldn't yeah. but with extras you know, there would still be people coming up to me at the Golden Globes and Emmys and saying, I wanted to do an episode yeah. of Extras. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Like these proper huge people. Yeah. There's a couple that couldn't do this. They want to do episode series two, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's so what's great about the cameos in this. They're not, they're not just plonked in there. They're, they're not, really they're, they're wonderfully work, woven right? into the, the yeah. fabric of the, of the story. Um, yeah, it's, know, not, it's not the spoof that we did in Extras of, look who it is, Chris Martin. Yeah. It's not that at yeah. all. You know, they, they work for it. And it yeah, they're very it, integral, aren't they? They make quite, it credible, yeah. yeah. And, some and, of and the same as Extras, like, you know, they, they range from de deadly real yeah. uh, and like, oh my God, too close to the bone, like some of the, our, our lovely homegrown talent, like Les and Barry and that. To um, I just called him Barry. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Sean Williamson. I say it ironically yeah. so often yeah. that yeah. damn yeah. Sean. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, they're a joy. Those three. Yeah. They're a fucking joy. They really mm. are. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I can't get enough of them. They they have not got one ego between them. They yeah. are, uh, they live their life raw for us, and they get it. They really get it. They make it worse for themselves. They aren't they a joy? To they are. Me? And Cheggers tweeted me just before this, Ricky. Oh, really? And he said, "Good luck with tonight. Make sure you get a word in." That's exactly oh. what he said. Yeah. That's good coming from fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And you um, said you, you'd think of doing a spin-off. He likes to do a spin-off. I love to send those three yeah. round. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just around, going around, sort of jumble sales. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, well, it's it's. Um, How do you so uh, the fact that the people have said to you, you know, come up to you at these events, is, oh, I would quite like to be in extras now. Then, but how do you act, the actual act of getting hold of? Let's talk about Johnny Depp. And we've got an exclusive clip, which we'll see in a minute. Sure. How do you get hold of Johnny? It depends. Depp? Sometimes the idea comes first, and you think, who's the best person for that? I.e., uh, um, someone comes and says to me, I'm thinking of doing some comedy. It happens to me all the time. I'm yeah. thinking, will you read my script? And, uh, and just uh, my blood drains, because I know it's going to be dreadful. Yeah. Uh, this person, it's going to be dreadful. Yeah. And they're looking at me and they want me to go, funny. Yeah. Good. So who's the worst person for that? Well, our John Wayne, the yeah. most serious film actor yeah. in the world, imposing, uh, you know, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, sometimes the person comes first, an association. You become friends with people. Mm. Like, um, you could meet uh, David Bowie, for example. So that was yeah. me knowing him yeah. first and thinking the first. Um, Johnny, uh, sort of one and the same, really, uh, after the Globes, everyone was going, oh my God, he insulted Johnny Depp. I was thinking, Johnny Depp doesn't care. He's the biggest film star in the world. He doesn't mm. care that I didn't like the fucking tourist, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I emailed him and said, sorry about the Globes, how do you want to get your own back? And he said something like, 
Um, think not about it one jot, sir. It was a, it was an honour to be. Right, you know, of course he doesn't care. Yeah. And what a charming man as well. Yeah. And his emails, they're like poetry. He's just, he's just made of bohemian. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and he gave us Johnny Depp, just like Bowie gave us Bowie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, they, 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 you either get it or you don't. Yeah. And and you know, and he well, was amazing, wasn't he? It was a terrific. It was on the last day of filming, and. Uh, and Johnny came in, and there was that air of anticipation, like, wow, yeah. we've got the biggest movie star in the world coming uh, today. And, uh, and he came in and just was the most down-to-earth, normal guy, and just gave us all the time in the world to do whatever we wanted and, and had some fun with it. And we never knew what was coming with him, did we, either? It was... Well, I just... I, I wonder if I could tell this. He won't mind. Um, so, at one point... Have <laughs> you checked? Are you one, sure? Uh, it was, honestly, he was so funny, so down-to-earth. His wicked sense of humour, mm. really. Um, people, I, I thought... I've th heard he was shy. Yeah, I'm not shy at all. Um, and at one point, um, I was stuffing um, Warwick down the toilet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was getting, and we were laughing, <laughs> and I was, I was bending his legs, he was going, they're breaking, right? right? <laughs> and then at one point, but, uh, we're laughing and everything, and, um, and he went, look! I looked round, oh and Johnny Depp is going, do you mind if I masturbate? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And I, we, we just. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just all cracked up and we took the moment. We took yeah. this, there's a photograph of me doing that, Johnny just sort of laughing, and him with his head back and his <laughs> feet stuck down. It's an amazing picture. It looks fake. It is, it is weird. Because I really yeah. had to bend, smash your feet up, didn't I, no, to get them down there? I was right round the U bend. And I said it was worth it. Was it worth it? Oh, it's, I, yeah, Always trust well, me. Yeah, no, yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. And that's yeah. a real toilet, wasn't it? That's like your real, real toilet. toilet. But the thing is, also, when Johnny, when we were doing it, he whispered to me, he said, um, he said, yeah, I've stayed in this hotel before. He said, you wouldn't believe the things that happened in that toilet. Yeah. And that, as I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, he lived in that room for about two months when he was uh. doing the thing, and he went, I know this room. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we have got this is a world exclusive clip, I believe, of some it of Johnny Depp's appearance. It is a little bit of it. Let's have a look. Here they are, the lads. Johnny Depp. Hi. Hello, lads. So, yeah, I'm popping here, what, every other day to see you guys, aren't I? Seems like it. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you met before? Johnny, this is Stephen. Hello, all right, nice to meet you. No. And Ricky there. I actually remember him from the Golden Globes. Hi. Yeah. How's it going? I'm fine, man. Just doing another film that's gonna make loads of money. Probably a lot more money than any film you've ever <coughs> made. Good. And you? Uh, yeah, just just writing and I write and direct all my own stuff. How great for you. That must be so great. You know, I'm working with a great director right now, uh, a guy named Tim Burton. Have you ever heard of him? Of course. Yeah. The film itself is really brilliant, and um, I'm playing a very interesting character. Do you have any idea who my leading lady is on this film? In the Tim Burton film? Um, yeah. yeah. Helena Bonham Carter? How'd you know? Stab in the dark. She thinks you're an idiot. Sorry, have I done something to offend you? What do you mean, like, trashing me in front of, like, 200 million people at the Golden Globes? It was a while ago. I, I, they were jokes, Johnny. I didn't... Oh, they were jokes? Yeah. You like jokes? Yes. Good. Because I actually got together with a few pals after the awards, and we wrote some jokes about you. And I want you to know this, and I want you to carry this with you for the rest of your days. No one makes fun of Tim Allen on my watch and gets away with it. Uh, and that, 
I love the the reason he's there. Just to explain is because he wants advice. Well, yeah, you, he, get, yeah. We get yeah. Call, he gets a call out of the blue that um, he's in um, Tim Burton's Rumpelstiltskin, yeah. and he wants to get inside a dwarf. Yeah. So um, Warwick gets this, you know, a grander day to yeah. help Johnny. So he says, "I want to do stuff, do walk around, yeah. you know." And what would you do? He said, "I'm going to see some old friends, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant." He goes, "Ricky Gervais." Can I come? And then, yeah, that's, yeah, so that's, that's yeah. it. So how do you go about directing Johnny Depp in that particular situation? Do you let him Same improvise? Do you let him, or do you yes, follow the script? Yeah, you, yeah. Of course, yeah, no, you, you do, do the script, you get it in the can, and then, um, and then uh, you, you let people go crazy and you yeah. never know. I mean, I think, I think Johnny improvised more than anyone else, I'd say, really? just yeah. because it was about being just crazy. Yeah. Um, and we said at one point we wanted him to make um, Warwick dance with yeah. a... With a with a, this penny whistle, yeah. and and he made him dance for about seven minutes, didn't he? It was ridiculous. And he was Roy was really sweating. Yeah. Well. At one point, he's because he, he was playing this sort of weird character. At one point, he came and sat next to Warwick and he said, "I'm going to kiss you," like that. Yeah. And Warwick, it, right? It's ad lib. So Warwick goes like that, and um, <laughs> and he just heard me from the control room go. If Johnny Depp wants to kiss you, yeah. and then everyone laughed, so it was all right. Yeah, it was a very tense moment there. I, yeah, yeah. I don't have to go. You know, you can't refuse the biggest no. movie star, can no. you? When he did, wants he? To did he have a snot? Well, no, we didn't. He didn't know. Ricky, okay, Ricky stopped he helped it. Back. You know? oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm there for. Yeah. I'm yeah. a reminder. You never knew what was going to happen with no. him in, in certain takes. But yeah, I did. I river danced for about seven minutes. Didn't I? Amazing. And seeing it back, I didn't know I danced. Honestly, look, your little legs are amazing. <laughs> and and then he's kicking them really high. It's it it's, looks it, like a marionette, you doesn't are, it? It's you, really you are the weird. best physical comedian in Britain. I, I, I'll say that in front of you. Honestly, just, just some of the, just it, visceral, just yeah. you know, yeah. funny shit. Yeah. But never mind the lines. Yeah. It's, it's it's just great yeah. to watch. And Helen Bonacarta mentioned in that clip is also in it as well. Is in a, is mm. an episode as well. But a total coincidence. Okay. Um, uh, we, this was already done before we um wrote the Helen Bonham Carter and it's just a coincidence that because yeah, she's doing yeah. a completely different film right. um, Warwick thinks he's got a, a, a part in a film with Helen Bonham Carter and when he turns up it's not what he expected should I give, well, it, I give it away? I don't know it's would well, it ruin it? yes no yes, no, no? Okay. Yeah. okay okay I won't no yeah. but it's yeah. uh, it, you know as in as in every comedy it's not what he expected <laughs> but yeah so but it's yeah. very funny and I say it's the most realistic thing we've oh, ever yeah. done yeah. Uh, because that's a f sort of a film within a film right and we were getting confused. <laughs> and uh, yeah, People uh, were saying, cut an action, and we were, well, well, is this the real action? It was or amazing. The real yeah. It was uh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Really good. You talked in the, earlier about how um, The Office was a certain type of documentary. Yeah. Fif 10, 15 years, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So, in, did you watch a lot of the actual documentaries that you see on TV uh, now that, about celebrities? What, and well, the, the, the Office came out of, um, I, I watched all the docu-soaps of the 90s, all those yeah. things like, you know, Airport, Jeremy Spake, and, you know, the, the hotel. Yeah. And, and I was fascinated by these people Wanting to do this, yeah. um, and and that that was when it was okay. That yes. was you know now it's, uh, it's insatiable. Um, and uh, of course, and I worked in an office for eight years, but um, uh, I think the two really worked. I think fusing that um, that realism, mm. that everyday realism that everyone knows, with that quest for fame, yeah. and that's why it was so important to remind people of the fake documentary aspect. Because without that. It's nothing. Mm. When you realise why David Brent is acting like that, why because he wants to be famous, he wants to be discovered, his life's not turned out like he wanted, it suddenly all makes sense. Yeah. And the same as this. When you realise why he's doing this, who he is, and with this, it's even more tantalising in a way, because 
there's 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 milestones of realism all the way. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. he was in that. Yeah. Yeah, but this so. feels like a mix because it's kind of on one level it's beautifully filmed, like there's lovely shots. But on another yeah. level, it's well, kind of about, with all due respect, like a D-list celebrity, a bit like those things you get course, on the Kardashians yeah. and all those. Well, exactly. It, 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 again, um, uh, uh, documentaries now are, are, are big business. Yeah. If you look at some of the Mark Burnett stuff, like The Apprentice, yes. and uh, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're filmic. Yeah. You know, there's dolly shots and everything. And then when it gets to the harsh reality, it's people fighting and going, yeah. "You fucking can't." Yeah. Right. But yeah. 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 Just said that in the Apple Store. I know, I know. And this it's is going to be a fucking church. <laughs> it's all right. It is to me. It is to nerds. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Had you, have you, had you, if you'd have been approached to do a real, a documentary about your life, would you have done it? Would no, you have thought about it? No, no, no. no. I mean, I'm an actor, and then the kind of, yeah, I nearly said what goes on behind my doors is nobody's, but that sounds as if something does. Dodgy goes on behind my yeah. doors. It doesn't. No. I'm saying it's. I, I wouldn't want to invite that in. And, and no. you see in the series, the, the, the fact that the Warwick in the, in the show has a camera with him actually makes things worse. It makes him do things he wouldn't do, and mm. it, things are there happening on camera that he doesn't want on camera. And but it was it was quite liberating, and, and it's something I had to kind of, you know, Ricky had to reinforce to me that. You know, as an actor, I'm not used to being able to look straight at the camera and yeah. down the lens. Yeah. But nothing, obviously, in the situations of documentary, yeah. you yeah. you now and again would be conscious of that lens, and it's so fun when you do it. You can inform so much to the viewers just with a glance at the it's camera. Another at a moment, yeah. It's another know, character. It's another character. It's it's. It, I mean, it's fun as an actor, but it ruins you as an actor because now I can't I can't appear in anything where I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Got, and if there's a cheesy line, I'm whacked. I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. it's so much fun, but yeah. it's good for the audience. But when it's a fake documentary, not when it's breaking the fourth wall. But when it's a fake documentary, it brings you in. So you feel, in the case of David Brent, you feel his angst, mm. you know. Yeah. And it's a great liberator uh, uh, of overacting. You don't have to be big and and talk funny. You just do a flick to the camera, and they know you're lying mm. or you're embarrassed. Mm. So mm. it's it's I, it's I I I do love I do love the fake documentary aspect because yeah. yeah. it, it opens more doors, and they've moved on. So it's not like you know you're rehashing it. It's th they're different now. Mm. It's t ten years is a really long time in this this postmodern yeah, world. Yeah, TV's it's, completely different. It's fifty it? yeah. years yeah. in any other. Absolutely, you know, it's yeah. dog years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Office was quite dramatic. You had you know a, a, you had a romantic element, mm. um, incredibly moving kind of final and finale, and the extras also built, built up to a big emotional thing. How would you say this? The trajectory of this show is is it more comedic? Is it going to yeah. have a dramatic? If the Office is fifty fifty, sort of comedy, drama, yeah. nuance, pathos, extras, 70-30. This is 90-10. Yeah. But we couldn't resist a bit. Yeah. There's some, you know, he, he, he's a real person, you know. Yeah. Just it's like nice the, to play sorry. those moments as well, you know. Well, they're, they're, it's, it, they're, they're, it suddenly brings it to life. Just like you can have a mate, right? You meet a mate, he's the funniest bloke you know. It's funny, funny, but every time it's funny, funny, funny. <laughs> but you don't become real friends till you've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's the same with a character. It doesn't doesn't come three D mm. until, you know. Just well, I think with David Brent, it was when he begged for his job back. Yeah. And you suddenly thought, yeah. oh fuck, of course he's got feelings. Yeah. I've been laughing at him, thinking it was okay, but of course he of course he knows. Mm. Yeah. So it it gave it another. Would 50%. you think it'd be slightly unsatisfying to just do an out and out pure comedy? No. No. I I, I you know I. I think people got this the wrong end of the stick with me that I can't stand studio-based comedies or I can't stand just funny. Curb Enthusiasm's just mm. funny. Yeah. And it's yep. great. He yep. Larry David, he, he said he'd never put in drama. He said he couldn't do it. He mm. couldn't do it. Mm. Um, Seinfeld, studio-based. Yeah. 
brilliant, yeah. genius, yeah. you know. But, Although um, in your episode of Curb, you do say, uh, I like broad comedy. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love, I, I say, I love a laugh track. It tells yeah. you when to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, uh, that's a character. You know, yeah. I, I don't think that. Um, no. I do enjoy this. I do prefer nuanced comedy or nuanced anything, you know, mm. um, than, 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 than puns or broad st stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, that's just what I do. That, that's... Yeah. that's yeah, that's sort of my craft. Really. We've got another clip. Um, before I'm going to throw open to you guys, so I'd be thinking of anything you want to ask. Um, we've got plenty of time for that. Um, in the meantime, you've got like to name some of the other people in it. We've said Helen Bonham Carter, we've seen Johnny Depp, Liam Neeson, of course, Steve Carell, Sting. But this clip is of Sean Williamson, I believe. So let's, let's have a look at this. Amazing. That's one for Great Ormond Street. Signed DVDs of The Office, only 30 quid, signed by Ricky Gervais. I'm going to save the children, that one's got the age. Thanks for doing this, Rick. They'll just auction these off. It's amazing how much they'll raise. All right, fellas. Got your dry cleaning. Excellent, just dump it there. Yeah, we've got coffee. And we have sandwiches. Cheers. Oh, sure. I was going to ask you um, for a quote for The Office. Ooh, uh, the most important sitcom of a generation. Oh, cheers. No, um, I meant a, a quote to paint the office. 300? That's cheap. It is, yeah. Four. Well, you said three, didn't you? Know? I've, yeah, I'll give you four. Cheers. It's your money. That's still cheap, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a genius. <laughs> I love him. I love it. Do you have a favourite out of all of those um, like cameo cameo elements to it? Is there a, is there um, one that? I, I, oh dear. Um, I mean, John is incredible because I don't mm. think people have ever seen stuff like it on television. Yeah. Gen yeah. Genuinely, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter, as I say, is the most real. It looks. It really, really is real. Yeah. Yeah, confuse people. Yeah. But then Liam Neeson. Do, I mean, no, I don't know. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. Do you what about to work with in terms of for you to kind of bounce off? In oh the God. I mean, I, I was, I was, I, I knew Liam from working on Star Wars with him, which was your best in right said Fred. Do you reckon? It's amazing. Right said It's the most excruciating, oh, really? awkward <laughs> thing you've ever seen. It's so slow. It's so painful. And that, weren't they brilliant? Oh, they were, yeah. Proper. So what are they doing? Can you, how much can you say about what they're doing? In the, well, in the Warwick, um, uh, another, there's a lot of flavours in this, a lot yeah. more flavours than The Office and Extras. We see his private life, his, um, his social life, his public life, his work, his business, everything. Um, and he's also uh, uh, vice chairman of um, the people of short stature. Yeah. But he wants to be the chairman. So right. again, he's competing. Yeah. He thinks he's the Martin Luther King of little people, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so he challenges the, the head guy, who's this very serious, straight uh, uh, guy called Anthony. Um, and so he thinks to get votes, to canvas votes, he just invites random people along. So he just writes, wrote, say, Fred to stand behind him in the vote. Yeah. And he tries to interview them. And it's just, <laughs> it's awful. It's yeah. just, just painful. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I like that one. But every, everyone was, I mean, everyone was great to have in, you know, from, from Liam. Helena, I knew Helena. We do, we... There's a lot of there were a lot of laughing between us during takes because she was so yeah. good and uh, yeah I, I, I was it was a lot of laughing um, from me I'm afraid on that very unprofessional. That's because she was insulting you. Yeah, but she did it so seriously. There's nothing funny about it. And she was yeah she was insulting me and it was it was very funny. Um, but but yeah Johnny I think for me just the, the out and out oddness of the whole situation and uh, yeah. how he was and and just never knowing what to expect. Yeah. Really yeah. From, from him. 
But uh, but Cheggers as well, having Keith Cheggers and Les Dennis. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. I, uh, can I say, yeah. there's, there's, there's a moment... In episode seven, yeah. I think Keith Chegwin steals the whole series. Oh, really? There, those are big words. But there's, <laughs> a, big words. There, there's a bit where they're all talking about how they'd kill themselves. <laughs> and when it's, his, when it's his turn, it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard him say. Well, <laughs> and so he had needs to beat. He yeah. had a lot to beat from Neeson, last time. Bonham Carter, Sting. No, Cheggers. Chegwin. Yeah, Chegwin. Yeah. I hope he tweets that later. Tweets about that later. You should know. You should tell him. I will tell him yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I say, be thinking of questions. Um, we've got plenty of time. Um, would you like this to be like? Obviously, you did two series and the special of The Office. Two series. Would you like to another series? Would you like this to be a thing? That uh, yeah, goes I think on? I think so. I think it'd be a shame to leave it here. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, this is this has certainly got legs. Um, little uh, ones. Little legs. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you nice. said it. You said it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the toilet? Yeah. No, I'm fine. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that here? Yeah. Because it confuses them. Yeah. Actually, I thought I'd feel more uncomfortable. They just laughed. No, I think it was an uncomfortable laugh, definitely. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that... I had an idea that um, we, we stopped The Office at sort of at its peak and did yeah. the remake, and yeah. that went around the world. Um, but it's not, it's not my baby, those mm. remakes, you mm. know? Just the check. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I was thinking we'd go straight to the remake. Ah. So go straight to the American remake yeah. and go to a studio-based like 22 episodes yes. with Warwick in there. I can sit at home. Brilliant. Yeah. Perfect. Or you yeah? could get you could get Peter Dinklage to do it though, couldn't you? Oh well, thank you very much. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I liked him. I've said nice things no, about him. No, no, you're better. You're what better. was that magazine you've got? Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're better. If you can't get that one, there's 17 others exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Not as good, but that is true. That is true. Um, I've got loads of other stuff to ask as well, but let's throw it open to you guys. And if you wait for a microphone to arrive, there is a floating microphone around somewhere. Um, there it is. Anyone who'd like to go first, don't be shy. And there you go, gentlemen at the back. Uh, hi, Ricky. Hi. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is, hi, everyone, but this is to Ricky. You were, of course, the, uh, like, the main star in F um, Office and Extras. Is there any part of you that misses being the main focal point of this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't think I would, because it's, it's lovely to direct. It's my Writing and directing is my favourite thing. Mm. But when you're there and you think, oh, telling people, I just... Mm. You know, and I can't resist to, to, to say I do it like I do it like this. Um, so, but it's fun because it's fun. It's not because I think I, my way is the only way. It's because I like doing it my way. That that's all. I've never, I've never thought I was the best writer or actor or director. But I want it my way. That's the fun for me, making it up. And so, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's um, I, I really miss it. But it's in the casting. That, that you know, you, you find people that can do every single role better than you could, and you're fine. And I think that I was I was the best person for the job in 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 the office and, and extras. Um, but um, uh, he obviously I, wasn't in this. I was too. <laughs> I mean, for the first I, time in my life, I was too tall. I caught him one day in his dressing room. Right, he was on his knees with his shoes on his knees, <laughs> <laughs> looking in the mirror, yeah. and he was. Uh, I answered the question as well, though, didn't I? Oh, yeah. That was very I good. just said yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that was it. I, I'd already yeah. done it with yes. Oh, completely. <laughs> there you go. Because you and Steve play yourselves, did you ever have the urge to put Carl in as himself? Yeah. 
<laughs> I will, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't get enough of Carl. It's just quite incredible. Um, well, it, well, it, uh, honestly, I think it'd been overpowering. I think Carl at the moment is, is like a little prophet in this country. <laughs> People can't get enough of him. They, they're they're obs slightly obsessed with him. I mean, that'll die down a little bit, right? But um, it, he's, he's, he's too big. I mean, I'm saying that and I've got Johnny Depp in there. But <laughs> Car Carl, would, Carl would unbalance it, genuinely. <laughs> because no one's got a fucking head like that. <laughs> so, and also, Pete, we're watching it going... When's, when's Carl on? I mean, yeah, that's a... But uh, I have had an idea for Carl and Warwick, the next show, and I've, I convinced Warwick, he, were, he was in straight away. Broadcasters have said yes, and Carl's 50-50 now, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's doing a pilot. It's basically... Um, it's not Shakespeare, but I'll tell you it anyway. Um, it's Carl going round England on a bike with Warwick in the basket. <laughs> and it's called The Short Way Round. I tell you what, Carl was stressed about the idea. Oh, not yeah, not like that's exploitative or that's terrible. He, he, went, he went, so I'm doing all the fucking peddling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. Oh, two ladies in the front here. We'll have both first. There you go. Hi. Um, this is a very selfish question, so I'm sorry for everyone in the room. Um, obviously, you're writing... It, you know, you create characters that are very funny, but they're also very real. And we've had a vision for quite a long time to become sort of the female version of you and Stephen Merchant. Do you have anything in your writing process or any advice towards creating the, these characters that are so real? Um, you write about what you know. Write about, don't, don't, don't try and, um, you know, get onto a trend. Don't try and worry about what's happening because the time come around, it won't be. Also, why would you want to do it anyway? Why would you want to do something that's been done? Um, find your particular blend, what you, what you have. Find your sort of like strengths and gaps. That why, why, why you two, out of all the six billion people in the world, why are you two writing together? What, what, what do you love? Um, the, first, the first five hours of every day should be talking about what films you like, what comedies you like, and what you hate, what you'll never do, what you don't want to do, what you don't want to be labelled as. Be original, and there's no rush. Brilliant. And a oh, gentleman there in the middle. Hello. Hi. Okay. If you had Warwick, Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington, you have to marry one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sleep with one and kill one. Oh. How did he get in here? I don't know. <laughs> we thought we had a security check, but it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know no. what was happening. No. Yeah. I've got to think about it in my own head, though. Yeah. I'm not going to answer, but I'm going to get What were the options? Answer. Marry, kill, and, and snog. Yeah. yeah. Let's go there. Yeah. Well, well, I don't want any. Well, of it, I'll tell you straight away, and yeah. because there's anything to do with sex, yeah. Steve's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Direct eye contact has been yeah. made Ooh. for the whole thing. No. Forget it. Yeah. Um, he won't mind me saying that. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Marry. I just. I think you're marrying Carl, aren't you? Really? I'd have thought. <laughs> Not that I want to snog, to be honest. <laughs> I like the extent um, to which you're thinking about this question. You're, yeah, you're, I think it's giving. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, but marry. I mean, marry without anything else. It's just marry. I don't. I mean, because otherwise, that's like. Death by Bunda. I mean, that's like, uh, you know, that, 
It's just on paper. You don't have to do anything. I'm yeah, taking it very seriously. You've, yeah. asked, a, you've <laughs> asked a question. I'm yeah. going to answer it. Um, so there's this, this, is a, this is a loveless marriage. We're just mates. Yeah. We're just mates. I'd marry Carl. That's easy. And I think I, I, know, I, th- I, tell you what, I, I think I could snog you, because... Oh, cheers, Rick. Um, oh, I'll take that. Um, I, I wouldn't want to. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm assuming there's a gun to my head, as opposed to we're no, doing no, this no, for no, a no. fucking laugh. Yeah. <laughs> this is willing. You have to do yeah, it. It's, yeah. You can't tell anyone, oh, I have a gun to my head. <laughs> you have to yeah. say, I did it, because I loved it. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think it'll have to be... It'd have to be that, really. Oh, okay. Is that all right? Yeah, no, it's fine. You don't have to do no, it. It's no, hypothetical. No, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. And have you ever said it? <laughs> Give him a little reach round. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gentleman at the back there. I'm kind of pointing at slightly rudely. Yeah, right in the middle. Keep me snog in work, Davis, under your hat, yeah? <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah. You are, um, and forever more will be, uh, an inspiration to any... Um, budding actors and writers, but um, who were your inspirations in terms of uh, in terms of comedy? Christopher Guest. Really? Um, well, um, I mean, Laurel and Hardy, I suppose. Firstly, I think they nailed it a hundred years ago. Um, they they had had it all. They had it all. Um, the relationship, uh, the I'm with this idiot. Um, but I, I they, they were great because I I loved them. Do you know what I mean? It was um, not in this way, um, <laughs> but they were precarious. Comedy is about empathy, I think, and it can never be sort of like macho. It always has to be. There has to be a humanity behind it, you know. And they 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 sort of taught me that it's okay to fall over as long as you get back up. And I I I I love that. As a mentor, it would be Christopher Guest, a direct influence on The Office, a fake documentary, um, and um, also that naturalistic acting style. Uh, but having known him now for five or six years, he's, it's, it's so lovely when you meet your heroes and they're, they're the nicest person you've ever met. You know, he's gentle, he's untouched, he's brilliant, um, and he's never let me down. Uh, but, I mean, I, you know, Larry David, I think, is probably the most important person to work with Dane in TV comedy. Um, but uh, Woody Allen, who brought modern comedy to the screen, I'd, I'd have to cite Lauren Hardy and Christopher Guest, though, as, as the pillars. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. And shall I go? I'll go over there, two people away, and then I'll come over here. Um, when you're not working with Steve, you've gone over and done projects in America. I was just wondering what the difference is and which you enjoy more. Which, sorry, the last one I didn't hear. Uh, what, what the difference is and which ones you enjoy more. Oh, um, I mean, I, I think... It depends what you mean. I think if someone said, what, what do you do? Um, it, it's, it's writing and directing comedy, usually with Steve. It, it, uh, there's lots of things I don't really count in my oeuvre, so to speak. I, I do things like, I pop up on the Sesame Street, I wrote a Simpsons, I do the Golden Globes, but I do those things because they're fun, you know? And, and um, like some people play golf, you know? And, and also, I, I'm, I'm not touched by them, win, lose or draw, I'm creating my own labour, so I'm not beholden to those people. It doesn't make any difference to me. Come Monday morning, I'm writing or creating something. Um, and I've only done a f- couple of things like that without Steve. Um, uh, you know, I suppose, you know, Ghost Town was a collaboration with someone else and Invention of Lying. My stand-up, um, very different, couldn't be compared. Um, so um, I- I've done so few things. Uh, 
it's, it's difficult to say. I mean, I couldn't... I mean, the things I did with Steve is the office next was in this, and I couldn't have had more fun. Um, but, you know, it's great to do the Golden Globes, and it's great to do those things, but I'd, I'd count, you know, my job as, as writing with Steve. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of weird. I don't feel I'm moonlighting or being unfaithful, but I, I sort of count that as my... That's my 9 to 5, my 11 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over here. Yeah, so there's a gentleman there. Um, Keith. Uh, hiya. Um, I was just wondering, in like The Office and Extras and then this, is there ever like a point where there's like some of the jokes get a bit more close to the knuckle and maybe you sort of think twice about, oh, should I really put this in? Yeah, like, of for example, like in series two of The Office when there's uh, the lady in the wheelchair and Gareth is talking about tests to see if she's really disabled. No, not at all. That, that's fine. Totally fine. Again, I'll tell you why. Because there, there's a big difference between the subject of a joke and the target of the joke. The subject of the joke was disability. The target of the joke was a man's ignorance. The stupidity of this moron who thought it was okay. That's what we're laughing at there. Just like when Brent went over to the black guy and said, oh, I love Sidney Poitier. <laughs> the programme isn't racist. He, we're laughing, is middle-class angst and his uh, uh, discomfort with difference. He doesn't know. He wants to go into a room and go, I'm not racist. That's what we're laughing at. We're laughing at we get put in those situations all day. When David Brent leaves her on the stairs, that's what he's going, oh, we left her on the stairs. Yeah, that is about someone who wants to align themselves with doing good, but when it gets too much, they go, oh, it's not a real fire alarm, forget it. Okay, so the, uh, whenever you deal with a taboo subject, and there can only good, only good can come of dealing with taboo subjects, you've got to, you've got to be clear what you're doing. Um, I'm not a comedian who thinks that comedy is my conscience taking a day off. My conscience never takes a day off. And uh, I can justify everything I've done. And there are some times when I go, that could be misconstrued, or, but if it's gettable, live, I, I do stuff live, okay? And if I think, oh, I hope so-and-so isn't in tonight, I shouldn't be doing the joke. I shouldn't be doing the joke. I've got to be able to do this to anyone and then look them in the eye and say why this joke is okay. The Golden Globes, I can justify every joke. I can justify everything I did. Um, there was a thing where I jo joked about um, Sex in the City 2, the, you know, the, the airbrush picture, and I say, we know how old you are, girls. I saw one of you in an episode of Bonanza, okay? <laughs> Kim Cattrall said it was ageist. It wasn't ageist, it was totally the opposite. I was saying, why are you hiding it? What's up with being 50? Why, why are you pandering to Hollywood? Why, why do you want to look 22? You're not. Um, so uh, you've, got a, you've got to look for what the real target is of a joke, and then, and then you can justify it. Thank you. And there's a gentleman behind. We've got time for two more, so I want... Yep. Okay, um, obviously, right now, the main focus with you is life's too short, but any time in the near future, do you see yourself and Warwick working on a film together? Uh, oh, I'd, lo I'd love to. I I'd love to do... Unlike The Office and Extras, which I thought was a bit pants doing a film version of it, you know, um, it's like doing On the Buses or something, you know? Um, biggest grossing film of 1971 in Britain, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Beat James Bond. Wow. Um, uh, I think this, this is more filmic. This could be a film, because I think Warwick should go to Hollywood to try and make it. Oh, yeah. And I had a character myself that I was going to do about ten years ago, one of those people that go to try and make it in America and they spend their money and have to come back. Yeah. Um, but it'd be better. This'd be much better this way. Because um, I'd, I'd love so, uh, to see that. I'd love. To, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. Yeah, something like that. Um, um, we had an idea that Warwick goes and, and he and he sets his agency up and he's he starts trying to 
um, poach uh, other small actors in America, and he gets a contract with Vern Troyer, and he has to he has to get him to this this thing. But Vern Troyer's off partying with Charlie Sheen, and Warwick's chasing him, and <laughs> <laughs> he's got to like try and get him to so. Uh, but yeah, but um, I, 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 I'd love to do a film with Warwick. Um, as I say, I, I, I can't get enough. And I'm not just concerned with this, you know, this is, this is done now, but um, you know, An Idiot Abroad is just as important to me, you know. Um, um, uh, you know, that is a, that's a, that's a, a great show that I'm very proud of. But um, yeah, there's nothing quite like writing and directing and, and acting. It, uh, that's, that's, that's sort of reality, but um, yeah, I'd love to, yeah, I would, yeah. Okay. Thank and you very finally, much. the gentleman there that I'm pointing at. Oh, there, there you go. <coughs> sorry, we've run out, running out. Of time. Hi. Um, sorry, this is for Ricky as well. Uh, Ricky, you've always sort of said, write what you know, and I think that your comedy as a result has always been very British. Do you think that your time sort of in the Hollywood bubble, and a lot of the talk today has been about Hollywood and America, do you think it's made a difference to the way that you've well, no, written or worked? No, it depends. It depends, doesn't it? I mean, I, I still think you've got to, uh, as a, I still think you, you remain an outsider as a comedian. You've got to be able to look at yourself in those. And uh, it depends what you do with it. I mean, if I was sucking up to Hollywood and making, do you know what I mean? There's a difference between, um, I, I think, uh, being sort of Bob and Bing, which were great, but, you know, uh, with, with, what, with what I do. Um, and I don't spend a lot of time in Hollywood. And I don't think... Um, the stuff I've done is is particularly British. I mean, I think people were confused why The Office has seven remakes in 90 countries. It's because on the face of it, it looks quintessentially English. But actually, it's about universal subjects. It's about boy meets girl and a boss and making a difference. And everything I've done seems to be quite existential as well. And everyone identifies with that. And I'm getting the best out of this, you know? Um, so uh, I, I don't know if that answer question but no I, I, don't, I don't feel that um, Hollywood's changed me I, I, I don't think I've changed at all I mean I'm I, I'm richer and that's it I, you know my circumstances have changed but I think it happened to me I, I was 37 38 my values haven't changed my friends haven't changed so I, I don't think I will really thank you cheers thank you well Unfortunately, we have run out of time so I'd just like to thank you all for coming thank you very much life's too short 10th of November BBC 2 um, and I'd just like to thank uh, Warwick Davis and Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.